This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Has some really, really good news for our province. Um, I think largely symbolic, but we'll find out for sure. Um, if you're of a certain age, you'll remember the mad cow disease crisis that... Well, it gripped the world 20 years ago, almost exactly 20 years ago. It devastated Alberta's beef industry. Um, more than three dozen countries closed their borders to Canadian beef imports. That included the United States. Billions of dollars spent by the federal government to try and support the industry and by the province. Um, economists at that time estimated that the losses to the cattle industry were about $5 billion. It was tough times. Things were Bleak. Obviously, things have gotten better, right? Uh, most of those bans that were put in on Alberta beef have now been lifted, but not all of them. And I didn't realize this. It was just this week that Japan finally lifted the last ban that they had in place, almost 20 years to the day after it started. I had no idea. We're going to chat with Nathan Finney, president of the Canadian Cattlemen Association. Nathan, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate you being here. No problem. Thanks for the invite. I, I got I got to admit, I was I was pretty surprised that there was still a ban in place in Japan. Um, how many other bans are out there? Are there still more that are in place? Well, there's there's still some work that we have to be doing. There is there is bans. I mean, we're we're very excited that Japan opened up their uh, their market to to grind and and uh, product produce meat. Um, you know, hopefully this will lead the charge on the Asian market and, and get those other markets to follow suit and open up. Um, so this obviously, um, Japan had lifted already most of the bans that they had in place, but this is still welcome news, right? It took a long time, but you must be pretty pleased with the announcement this week. Well, we're very pleased. It's big for our industry. You know, we've we've been very uh, sought after and telling our government that what the world needs is more Canadian beef and and the only way that we're going to be able to do it is to continue to, to strengthen our trading partners and, and more diversification in our trades deals. And, you know, this is one one big step forward. Um, and, and I must say, too, even though it took 20 years to get there, Japan's been our second largest yeah. market. They've been they've been a true ally of ours and, and one that we, uh, we we definitely appreciate. When we talk about how important this last ban coming off is, like you say, there's a bunch of other bans that have come off over the years, and now we've got this last one. How much of a segment was still missing under this ban? Like, how much of a difference will this make in terms of exports to Japan? Well, I mean, it's going to continue to grow. Last year, you know, since uh, we we exported almost a half a billion dollars worth of beef into the Japanese market through uh, beef products that didn't include processed. So, you know, from from the certifi- or, uh, certification, the, the CTPPP in Japan was part of that deal. Our exports have been up 192 percent um, wow. into Japan. So, you know, we continue to grow that market. Um, they continue to want our beef, and uh, we're hoping to be able to continue to supply it. Yeah, like you mentioned, you know, maybe this will sort of lead to other changes being done in that Asian market. I mean, when we take a look at the risk that ca- uh, Canada represents in terms of uh, beef exports and stuff, we're we're now into the negligible territory. Right? I mean, like BSE is not something scientifically that countries can still be objecting to, is it? Well, the whole world has has done a pretty good job to try to to eradicate BSE, and you know, our food safety systems and our monitoring systems have. Have definitely proven to uh, to hold that high standard that we have, you know, one of the best systems in the world. And 
what the world wants and needs is more Canadian beef. And that's exactly what we're hoping to do. And, you know, by these lifts and these, these bands being removed, um, it's going to allow our producers to continue to grow grow the industry and grow the size of it as long as the markets are there to sustain it. Hey, Nathan, while I've got you, speaking of the market overall, aside from these bans and, and these sorts of things, how are things in the beef sector? I know we've spoken with Bob Lowe and others with your association over the past several months, and there were some tough times. There was, you know, feed issues and drought and, and all that sort of stuff. Where are we now in the spring of 2023? Well, if, if anything that uh, could be said about our industry is we're one tough industry and yep. very, uh, we'll bend with the times. We've We've come out of a you know, a couple hard goes, but there's never been a brighter moment for the beef industry. Um, you know, we're setting record high prices, you know, and our, our markets just continue to grow. As you see, you know, we're, we're looking at, uh, South Korea being another big one. Um, you know, with what happened in the U S with their drill conditions, uh, there's a, there's a supply issue and, and we're hoping to fill it. So, all signs are saying that this industry should grow and needs to grow. So, I mean, last time I think we talked uh, with uh, your association, we were the story actually was how some farmers are making the tough choice to reduce the size of their herds because they couldn't feed them and all that sort of thing. So, uh, are those days behind us? And like you say, you're going to uh, expanding market and you hope to meet the expanding uh, demand. Uh, I would imagine the herd might expand then. Yeah, I mean, all signals are saying it looks like uh, there's some moisture out west this year, and I know like east part of the country where I am. Things are looking pretty good. Um, some of the grain prices are starting. Feed prices are coming down a little. Um, obviously, you know, it's, it's, it takes some time to build these things. It's uh, Building a cow herd doesn't happen overnight. No. There's, there's some time and, you know, some risk with it. But um, when we look at where demand is globally and where, where our Canadian supply is right now, um, we've got no, nowhere to go but up. So there's, there's ample room and if we can continue to, to build on new markets, you know, it's, uh, we could have a pretty positive road going ahead here for a while. Great to hear. That's awesome to hear, Nathan. Thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate you being with us.